Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Hey, West Virginia, are you ready to get down to business? Welcome to Positively West Virginia where we share with you each week some of the amazing, positive business stories happening in the great state of West Virginia. This week, we're going to learn about the success story of Parkersburg Brewing Company and their leadership team, Dan Curtis and Jim Hopkins. Dan and Jim, are you guys ready to get down to business? Yep, ready to roll. All right, guys, thanks for being on the show. We appreciate it. Parkersburg Brewing Company is a seven-barrel microbrewery and brew pub that seats approximately 100 customers, and they distribute their beers throughout the state of West Virginia. The company officially became a West Virginia business in 2014. Roughly two years later, and a lot of hard work by their team, they opened their doors in September 2016 in Parkersburg with just three employees. Today, they have 13 employees to service their brew pub guests work in the brew house, and grow their distribution business. They currently offer 14 different beers, ranging in styles and seasonality, with seven of them available year-round. Guys, take a minute, fill in some of the gaps from that brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your personal lives. We'll start with Dan. Yeah, so um, you know, since uh, September 17th of 2016, it's been quite a busy time for us. It's kind of funny as you start a new business and you're new, you know, a new entrepreneur, you know, the things you learn, but also how fast you grow. Um, you know, when we have get togethers with our staff and the holidays and what have you, and we look back, it's kind of amazing at how we almost don't even recognize ourselves from, you know, just a little over a year, year and a half ago. As far as myself personally, um, you know, I'm, I'm a graduate of uh, West Virginia University in chemical engineering. I've spent most of my, well, I guess all of my 20-plus year career working in the chemical industry in uh, several different roles. And uh, really had a love for craft beer and craft brewing. Started as a home brewer. Uh, built my own electric brewing system in my basement. And... Uh, Along with uh, Walt Owens, who's another owner, with uh, Jim and myself, um, you know, decided that we wanted to try to go professional. So uh, that's kind of how we got started. Awesome. How about you, Jim? Uh, no, absolutely. As Dan mentioned, you know, just you know, the, the holidays it was a good inflection point when you you look at uh, the get together we had with you know the number of employees we have now. You know, versus a year ago when, you know, there was just a couple, you know, just, you know, obviously the ownership team and the, a couple of the individuals there that really helped us uh, get it going as well. And, you know, some of my, uh, some of my background, I, I grew up in Parkersburg. You know, I live in Morgantown now, but I grew up in Parkersburg. So when, you know, when this opportunity came about, it was, it was like it's meant to be. I was very excited to, to be a part of it and, and do what I can to, to help move it forward. Awesome. Dan, as one of the founders, what what would you say you're most excited about what you guys are doing right now? Uh, so what am I most excited about? Um, 
you know, I think, um, you know, we're really trying to grow the brand, um, grow brand recognition. Um, you know, one of the things that you know, we hope to get in the works this year is, you know, some different packaging types like canning. Um, and to be able to get our logo and our product into people's homes instead of just on tap, um, I think goes a long way with, uh, with brand recognition. So that's, that's an exciting thing that we're working on. Absolutely. What, what, what's the biggest challenge you see in, in making that happen? I think, you know, for any new fledgling small business, probably the biggest challenge is pretty obvious, and that is, you know, capital to invest in the equipment to, to make that a reality. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I would, I would. Jim, what's one of the things you're uh... – you're most excited about right now. Uh, it, it, it's the same. I, it, it's the same. You know, Dan and I. You know, we've talked about this a lot about getting the name out and, um, you know, getting our brand recognition out there. Getting, you know, we've spent a lot of time getting our logo, having that trademark, getting uh, working with customers out throughout the state, and you know, I think uh, the canning line is you know the next logical step. And and as Dan mentioned, you know, the working capital. That's always. Um, you know, a niche, you know, we've expanded, you know, capacity already, you know, on the fermentation side and, yeah, we're continuing to look at that, uh, at that growth. Absolutely. Guys, I, I was interest, interested to learn a little bit more about the, the history of Parkersburg Brewing Company, because, uh, as I understand it, you guys just started this in 2014, but Parkersburg Brewery, Brewery goes Back a lot longer than that. Can you kind of give us the uh, the idea and uh, maybe some of the history behind uh, beer brewing in Parkersburg? Yeah. So um, you know, before I get into the history, just to explain our logo a little bit. I mean that that history really um, you know is where that logo is derived from. The phoenix, you know, of Parkersburg Brewing Company rising from the ashes. Um, Parkersburg Brewing actually started in 1864 as Hebrank and Rap Brewing Company um, just across the river in a little section of Parkersburg called Martown. After several years, they had grown too big for that site and actually built a very large brewery on 7th Street in Parkersburg and then incorporated under the name of Parkersburg Brewing Company. Uh, they employed roughly 50 people full-time year-round and exported about 60,000 barrels of beer annually. And I think it's really interesting. You know, they produced their own ice, was the first ice provider in Parkersburg, you know, had their own wells on site, made their own barrels. They were a pretty self-sufficient brewery. And then they closed down as the temperance movement moved through here um, just slightly pre-prohibition in 1912. That's a, a an awesome history lesson too. Uh, it, it's kind of neat that you guys uh, and and Dan, thanks for explaining the logo because I was going to ask about that that phoenix and makes perfect sense now. So you guys are really um, reengineering and revisioning this this whole idea of having uh, local uh, beer right, made right there in, in Parkersburg. Yeah, not 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 only the local piece, but um, you know people really enjoy the uh, the history part of it and you know we're always looking for artifacts um, you know, whether it's at auctions or around town you know old bottles old crates 
Um, you know, we have a door from the old 7th Street Brewery hanging on the wall. So, you know, photos, some history. People really like that as well. Absolutely. It's very cool. Dan, I, I, you know, when I think about, you know, an entrepreneur and you guys have been doing this for a couple of years now and growing this thing like crazy and just having great success and people are talking about your products all over the state of West Virginia. I want to talk about your worst business moment since you've started this Parkersburg Brewing Company uh, chapter of your life. What's that one thing you go, man, that was my worst time, my worst experience. I want to I want to share share that story with our listeners and our readers because I think oftentimes when you, when you hear from somebody who's gone through a difficult time and how they responded to it, that's a, there's a lot of motivation and a lot of uh, knowledge that can be gained from that. So can you take us to that spot? What was your worst business moment so far? Yeah, I would have to say, you know, in the beginning, um, and, you know, we all have day jobs. So um, in preparation for startup, and opening of the the brew pub, um, you know, the intent and the plan was to start up on our seven barrel system to be able to, you know, supply beer for the brew pub and for distribution. And we had some issues with our manufacturer um, to where that wasn't actually going to work out with the timing that, that we had planned. And we have a one barrel, what I'll call a pilot system where we do you know, test batches and recipe development. And we had to basically build up inventory and prepare for opening with the one barrel pilot system, um, which what really made that difficult is a brew day on that system is about 10 to 11 hours. So, you know, I would work all day at my day job, get off at 4, 4.30, go to the brewery, brew till 4, 4.30 in the morning, sleep an hour and a half and go back to work and start all over again for several weeks. Now, you know, any new business requires a ton of blood, sweat, and tears, but that was uh, probably a little more than I bargained for, especially in the beginning. <laughs> no doubt. What was the uh, what was the one takeaway that you learned from that experience, Dan? Well, I mean, I think that the takeaway was, you know, we had really relied on the manufacturer to uh, supply the equipment the way it was supposed to be in time. And although we had a plan B, um, if we would have you know, maybe started preparation on plan B earlier, um, it wouldn't have been quite as big of a burden. Absolutely. Good stuff. Good stuff. What would you guys say is the, uh, is the best thing about being in business and doing business in the state of West Virginia? So it's, it's got to be the great people in this state, the support that they provide, and the opportunity to represent West Virginia. You know, we went to the Great American Beer Festival out in Denver this year, and we were told that it's the first time in a handful, I think it was three or four years, maybe five, that all 50 states were represented at the Great American Beer Festival, and the only state that had been missing was West Virginia. So, you no know, to be able to, yeah, so to be able to represent the state in a positive way um, is a great thing, but also just being able to interact and engage with the great people in the state. Um, they've given us a lot of good support and, uh, you know, we really try to listen to their, you know, desires and needs and, and satisfy those as we can. Awesome. Jim, how about your, how about your thoughts on that? What's the, uh, the best thing about doing business in West Virginia? I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, the people in the state, I've, 
I grew up here. Yeah, you know, I moved away for a short, not far, but you know, moved away for a short stint, but was very glad to be back in the state of West Virginia and have been here the last uh, 15 years since. And, uh, you know, there's, you know, there's no other place quite like it. Awesome. Dan, what would you say is your, your best business moment? You kind of talk to us, talk to us about the challenges of, of really getting this thing started. And, and th- those are some great, great things to, uh, to take away from that lesson. But what would you say is your best business moment so far? Let us help uh, celebrate that story with you. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about growth right in our first year and how we've gone from three to 12 employees and expanded capacity and brew pub hours. So, I mean, that's a great thing and that's exciting. But I think one of the most interesting and exciting things that we were given the opportunity to do as a small business was to host a uh, small business tax reform roundtable at at the brewery with uh, Senator Capito and uh, Secretary Mnuchin. Um, and that was a really neat opportunity to be able to engage with our federal government and uh, host not only the government, but other small business leaders in the area to really sit down and have a, a good heart-to-heart discussion about what small business really needs to be able to thrive in the state. Yeah. Was there anything in particular that came out of that meeting that, uh, for those of us who weren't able to be there, that you can maybe share with us? Uh, well, I mean, there was a lot of discussion, right, about you know what the new tax reform bill meant to small business, um, you know, how that that tax reform could really translate into, you know, not only, you know, potential higher wages for employees, but more, more money in employers and employees' pockets, right, to be able to have that extra cash that you're not spending on taxes to invest in growth um, and opportunity and to invest in your employees. Absolutely. That's great stuff right there. Thank you. I got to ask you guys because uh, you know it's uh, I've seen I've seen your company around. I have not had a chance to uh, partake in, in in your in your your product, but I, I do want to ask like t- I, w- I like to get a, a little bit of background in like some of the brands and some of the 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 you know the varieties of beer that you're manufacturing or brewing right now. Can you kind of talk a little bit about the product itself? Yeah, so I mean, like I had mentioned or you had mentioned in the intro right we've got about 14 beers and they really spread a wide you know they cover a wide variety of beer styles i mean we've got pale ales we've got ipas and we've got an excellent brown ale an oatmeal stout um you know a coffee milk stout we've got an irish red um you know we've got one sour offering right now which is our bourgeois berliner weiss uh, we've got a, you know, traditional German Hefeweizen. Um, so we pretty much cover the gamut. We haven't really got into Belgian ales yet, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's on the that's on the docket. What's your favorite, Dan? <laughs> it's like asking which is your favorite child. Um, you know, it, it really depends on the season and what mood I'm in. I mean, you know, I, I am not a brown ale fan, haven't, haven't been traditionally. But our Cell Block 304 Brown Ale is an absolutely incredible beer that I find myself drinking more often than not. So I, I really like them all for, for their different aspects and their different personalities. And it really just depends on what kind of mood I'm in and what time of the year it is. Awesome, man. Hey, Jim, how about, uh, how about your take on that? 
Yeah, I I, uh, I do agree with Dan. I think our cell block uh, brown ale is is, is delicious. Um, I do. It does tend to be what kind of mood I'm in. Usually, my go-to though is our dark uh, our dark Cascadia ale from Ash and Ember. Uh, that that's that's got to be one of my uh, one of my top favorites. It's a, a rich roasted uh, black uh, black IPA, and it's yeah, it's extremely complex, earthy. Um, you know, I guess another quick blurb about, you know, just the beers and quality and consistency is, you know, that's one advantage that, you know, I think we're able to springboard off of with, you know, my background in chemical engineering and Walt's background in, you know, chemistry and biology and, you know, th- that kind of industry is, you know, quality and consistency is extremely important to us. And, um, you know, beer is 99% water. So if you don't get your water right, um, your beer is not going to be right. And all of our beers you know, are basically stripped down to nothing with reverse osmosis. And then we build every water profile uniquely back up for each individual beer. So there's a lot that goes on behind the hmm. scenes. That's awesome. Well, your your passion for the product definitely comes through, and I, I appreciate you guys sharing that with us. I have a uh, I have a little side note question. Uh, I, I've often thought of this, and it, uh, maybe this is a business idea. Maybe it's maybe you've looked at it, but uh, there's a lot of us out there, myself included, that avoid wheat products, and a lot of beer includes wheat as an ingredient. And uh, do you guys offer anything? Uh, you know, in, in that line, whether it's wheat-free or gluten-free or anything like that? Yeah, so, I mean, most of our beers are wheat-free. Um, you know, the Hefeweizen has wheat in it. I mean, there's a few that have wheat, um, but the gluten-free is the real issue, right? Because, I mean, even barley has gluten. So um, we're, we're currently working on a gluten. We're developing a gluten-free recipe. Um, it's still in the developmental stages, um, and we're quite picky with you know, where we want to end up. So are we, are we there yet? No. Um, we're working to get there. Uh, gluten-free is a lot more difficult than your standard beer. And I, you know, I think initially once we get this recipe nailed down, it'll be available in the brew pub, but not probably available for distribution. Um, if at all, you know, for a while anyway. Interesting. Yeah, it's good good stuff. I, I've often heard of, uh, I, I thought this idea would be kind of cool is that, you know, Preston County is known for their buckwheat. And buckwheat, I think, would be a good ingredient. So maybe there's a there's a business idea down the road for you well, guys. Well, there, there might be a little bit of buckwheat in that recipe that we're working on right now. <laughs> we're not going to get any trade secrets out right now right uh that's, that's good stuff man good stuff well, right now guys I, i'd like to take a, a quick second to mention our incredible sponsors they are the state journal wvnews.com united bank and mylan it's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of west virginia such as the case with parkersburg brewing company all right, guys, let's get back to it. Dan, what, what's one thing that you want people that are listening right now to know about what you do? Uh, about what I do. Um, I mean, I guess, 
you know, from a business perspective, you know, I'm really responsible for, you know, the, the brewery operations and the management of that, as well as, you know, management of the tap room. Um, I, I guess I'm kind of struggle with exactly what you're looking for there. I mean, you know, I, one of the things that, you know, I think as I manage this business, that's, you know, really important that contributes to our success and the, the leadership team is, is really committed to all of us are committed to this. And that is really listening to our employees and our customers, right? Because, um, they see things sometimes that we don't see they're in circumstances that we're not able to be there all the time. And they have some really good ideas and uh, to not utilize or tap into that, that really is a huge mistake. So we try to really make sure we listen to our employees and our customers. Perfect, man. That's incredible insight right there. Jim, how about from your perspective, what's, what's one thing you want, people to know about what you do. Uh, I, I agree with Dan. I think listen to our customers uh, and, you know, and to our employees is key, right? You know, the, um, you know, we're, we are in a uh, type of service industry. So listening to what they're, you know, what they have to say is, is going to be vital and really, uh, you know, meeting their needs and expectations. And yeah, I think I'd also go, you know, step further about, you know, it mentioned earlier was the, the quality and consistency. You know, I think that's something that, <clears throat> you know, that we, t- we take pride in and we take pride in and we've invested in it, right? I mean, you know, as Dan mentioned about the RO system, putting that in place to strip the water down, but, you know, we've also, you know, implemented other um, items in uh, the lab. You know, we call Dan sometimes a mad scientist, but, uh, you know, he has a, a UV uh, spectrometer uh, in, in the brewer house to, you know, ensure we can you know, keep our, you know, the consistency and keep the measurements in line with where they need to be. Awesome. Awesome. Dan, from your perspective, what's, what do you see as the long-term vision for Parkersburg Brewing Company? Yeah. So from the beginning, the entire leadership team has really had a, what I'll call a strong vision for the company. You know, this is just the beginning. Um, You know, we all have a deep desire to be a regional craft brewery that distributes beer, you know, within the mid-Atlantic region, um, while keeping our roots here in Parkersburg and the brew pub that we currently have and, you know, expanding outside of that. So, you know, my hopes are, and our plans are, you know, within the next five plus years to start seeing our product and our logo in several states surrounding West Virginia. Awesome. Jim, what's your, what's your vision for the company? Uh, 100% aligned with Dan. Yeah, we're, we're, we're very sensitive about, you know, keeping our roots in West Virginia and in Parkersburg. You know, that's where our tap room is and being, you know, a, you know, a contributor to uh, revitalizing, you know, the, the downtown area to, you know, expanding and, and being prominent in the state of West Virginia as well as its surrounding areas. So, Absolutely. Awesome. Well, it sounds like you guys are well on your way for that. So great job. Hats off to you. What's Dan, what's one piece of advice you would give to people that are maybe thinking about starting a company or maybe having a vision to, to take their passion and do something with it in the business world? What, what kind of advice would you give them? So I'm going to entwine two answers into your one. Um, I mean, obviously, right, and you hear it no matter where you're at about a small business and startup is, you know, the level of commitment that you have to provide and the blood, sweat, and tears that's required in order to be successful. But I think, 
in addition to that, I think what really sets you off in a position to be successful right out of the gate is a, is a really strong, well-thought-out business plan. And, you know, whenever we started this uh, and we were new in the process, we, as, as well as you know, other people that, that get started in it, don't really understand you know, and think that you know, the final product of a business plan or the purpose of it is the document that you produce in the end. And that's really not the purpose of a business plan, and it's really not the finished product. I, I think, and that that was one reason that it took us, you know, over a year to really get our business plan together. Was uh, working through a business plan really forces you to think about everything that could potentially happen, that will happen, you know, what the costs are, what are, what's your competition, and to think through that. And to really address all those issues is really what's what it's all about. So that when you're ready to you know, either go for funding or open the doors, that you've kind of asked a lot of questions and put together a lot of answers. So you're not really starting out in the dark, if you will. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And just I'm sorry. Yeah, and just to add on to that, I think yeah. To the, to Dan's point, I think, you know, the, the time and effort put in the business plan is, you know, you, you can never plan enough, you know, when, especially when you're starting out, right? You, uh, the, the, the more you plan when you're, when you think you've planned enough, then, you know, keep planning some more um, because, you know, you're going to encounter, you're going to encounter issues and obstacles that you never thought of, but, you know, you have the business plan there and you use it as a tool to help you actually navigate those unforeseen items. So I absolutely, I think a business plan is very key. Awesome. Dan, what's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? Yeah, I think I've mentioned it already, and that is listening to our employees. Um, And I, you know, I think it's very important number one, for the employees to feel like they're a part of the business and that, that they're engaged and that their ideas are heard. Now, that doesn't mean, right, that you know, every idea is a good one and that you have to you know, act on every idea, but you know, to be able to provide them feedback on those ideas and have a good dialogue, I think, really makes a strong business and it really grows the relationship um, you know, between the uh, leadership team and the employees to where we're all aligned. Um, you know, we're all moving in the same direction. Absolutely. Jim, this question's for you. What, what's one resource that you use every day that you just cannot, absolutely cannot live without? <laughs> I'm, I handle most of the, uh, the, the, the finance, uh, bookkeeping and, uh, uh, financial reporting on our end. So, uh, it's probably going to be, uh, one of two things, actually, it's going to either be our, our QuickBooks or, our, uh, um, our Echoes, which is our brewing software where I use to run reports. Um, yeah, I look at that, but I'd say as a follow on to that more around the business side of it, would probably have to be the social media aspect of it. Um, yeah, I think. Absolutely. Where can people find you guys on social media? What, channel, uh, what channels are you using? Uh, we're predominantly using uh, Facebook, we, uh, a little bit on Instagram. But uh, right now, it's predominantly uh, Facebook, and we, of course, have our website, parkersburgbrewing.com. Yeah, we've got a presence on Instagram, Twitter, but like Jim said, Facebook is the predominant 
uh, social media platform at, at present. Awesome. Dan, what what's one book that you've read that you could recommend for aspiring business people and entrepreneurs in West Virginia? Yeah, so I actually read this book you know, before I ever thought about being an entrepreneur. It's really not a book about being an entrepreneur, but it applies to so many aspects of an individual's life. And I, I think it really applied to the entrepreneurial spirit of starting up a new business. And that would be Covey's book, right? The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, you know, wh- whether you're working in a large organization or whether you're starting up a new business, those habits are really important to be successful, whether it's being proactive. I think my favorite one is, you know, begin with the end in mind, right? Um, Which we had a lot of talk about vision and and who we wanted to be when we grew up while we were developing our business plan. And then the other one, which I think you hear in our commitment to listening to our employees and our customers is, you know, seek first to understand instead of seeking first to be understood. So I, I think there's a lot of good principles in that book that you know, apply to a lot of different situations but are very helpful as you start start up a new business. Absolutely. So you guys could either take take this or you can you can both answer or however you want to do it, but this is one of my favorite questions I like to ask is if you guys could meet anyone in West Virginia, who would it be and why? So that's an interesting question. Um, I guess I would say at this point, um, because we've actually met a lot of them already, um, the one that we haven't met um, that I wouldn't mind having some time with is probably the governor. Um, You know, just being able to sit down and talk about small business in West Virginia and and how, how the state help grow small business as well as you know being even more specific about you know, how the state can really help grow the craft beer industry um, which is closely tied to uh, tourism absolutely that's great maybe you guys can sit down over a cell block cell block 304 sometime in the near future that sounds good i got to <laughs> That sounds like a plan. I, I actually got to do that with Anthony Bourdain when he was in the state here late last year. So Awesome. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. You guys are doing some amazing things there at, at Parker's Brewing Company. Is there is there anything that you would like to um, add that I haven't asked you so far in, in this interview? No, I mean, I think maybe one thing that we, we I think Jim touched on briefly, but it's it's about revitalizing. Um, and, and, you know, Parkersburg's not the only town in West Virginia that you know, could use a little revitalization. Um, and that was one of our commitments from the beginning is helping and being a part of and being actively engaged in revitalizing downtown Parkersburg. You know, we could have put this tap room and this brewery anywhere we wanted. And, you know, as common sense you know, would tell when you go into a town, there's a lot more restrictions, you know, a lot more things that can, you know, I guess, you know, tie, tie more of your time up and, you know, cost more money and other things. But it was really important for us to, to plant our roots downtown and to help help revitalization. And we're active in, you know, a lot of different um, 
areas or community organizations, whether it be downtown PKB or the Greater Parkersburg Convention and Visitors Bureau, you know, we try to stay engaged and, and help bring, you know, again, revitalize downtown. Oh, yeah, that's great. I love that mission, Dan, that you shared. And, and quite honestly, I, I love the, the, the tourism tie-in too. I hadn't really thought of that, but that's, a, that's an awesome tie-in. For folks who are wanting to learn more about Parkersburg Brewing Company, uh, you can go and learn a whole bunch about their history and their beers and their menu and their events uh, at parkersburgbrewing.com. And we'll have a link to that and their social media links in the show notes for the section. Well, guys, uh, you know, it, it's been great having you on the show. I appreciate very much what you guys are doing to make a difference there in Parkersburg and around the state of West Virginia, uh, bringing your your passion for your craft and your beers to West Virginia. It's awesome. Keep up the good work. You're doing a great job. We appreciate that. And I just want you to know, both of you guys, that I appreciate your time. I think our listeners will learn a lot from this episode, and I really appreciate that. Thank you, Jim. We appreciate the opportunity. Anytime we can uh, share our passion for what we do is welcome. Absolutely. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by The State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, our hope is that we, in some way, inspire and teach you all by sharing awesome success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line at PositivelyWV.com. Of course, we encourage you to share these stories, too, on your social media channels. For Positively West Virginia, until next time, I'm Jim Matuga.